Hear the word of the Lord, O people of Israel. The Lord has brought charges against you, saying, There is no faithfulness, no kindness, no knowledge of God in your land. You make vows and break them. You kill and steal and commit adultery. There is violence everywhere, one murder after another. This is why your land is in mourning and everyone is wasting away. Even the wild animals, the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea are disappearing. It's pretty hard hitting. This is Hosea 4, um, written the 8th, um, 8th century BC. And we now in, live in the world of 2017. Um, and there's an awful lot of parallels that actually can be drawn from then to today. So I'm going to repeat that passage and um, bring it to light with statistics of now. Hear the word of the Lord, O people of G2. The Lord has brought charges against you, saying, There is no faithfulness, no kindness, no knowledge of God in your land. 10% of the UK population consider themselves nominal Christians. You make vows and break them. Just under half of marriages in England and Wales end in divorce. You kill and steal and commit adultery. Number one reason for divorce, adultery. There is violence everywhere, one murder after another. The latest stats on murder show that half a million people are murdered across the world every year. That is why your land is in mourning and everyone is wasting away. 795 million people, that's one in nine people in the world, don't have enough to eat. Even the wild animals, the birds of the sky, and the fish of the sea are disappearing. Only 30% of wild forests is left in the world, and on average, one species every five minutes goes extinct. That's a pretty broken world to me. <laughs> um, and, it, and it's not just then, it's now, um, and I think there's no denying that those facts are pretty big. So Hosea 4 um, says, well, what's happening? Why do we live in this broken world? It says, don't point your finger at someone else. Try to pass the blame. My complaint, you priests, is with you. For they have exchanged the glory of God for the shame of idols. And those priests that he's talking to are us. In the New Testament, it talks about his holy people, um, us being his holy people, and we are his priests. So I'm not... I'm not condemning, condemning you, but I'm saying that we're all guilty of, of being, um, having exchanged the glory of God for the shame of idols. We all have idols. So what are idols? Well, I don't know about you, but um, I think that the, the usual picture is probably some kind of totem pole or maybe like a bronze calf or something like that. Um, but actually, it's something that's super deep. It's an issue of the heart, um, it's anything that is more important to us um, than God, which is pretty, um, pretty big, and probably we have a lot of idols if we think of it like that. Um, so I thought we could, just in tables, um, have a little discussion about what we think idols of today may look like. Um, there's kind of no right and wrong, and we'll have a little chat between us, discuss, um, and then feedback. Thank you. I think we'll keep going. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. We talked about home, social media, um, perhaps 
kind of gadgets, phones, time, um, all of these things are idols. There are absolutely loads of them. Um, so we won't be discussing everyone um, today, but we're going to focus more on how we can identify them in ourselves. Um, so looking at what are our idols, um, came up with three kind of main things to try and identify them in ourselves. And they, it comes down to, th to thoughts, money, and action. Um, so thoughts... Um, Archbishop William Temple said, your religion is what you do with your solitude. Your religion is what you do with your solitude. And I, that really spoke to me. I thought, actually, yeah, what you, what you think about in your free time, what you think about when you're on your way to work, or you know, what's, what's on your mind is absolutely um, what is, is either God-given or, or not. Um, and so perhaps if you are someone that kind of is constantly thinking about the next gadget that's out, the next iPhone, um, I have no idea what the next one is, but um, if that's the one that you're after, you know, perhaps materialism is a thing, or, um, you know, we don't talk about it enough in church, but maybe you think about sex all the time, and that's something that is, actually, that could be an idol. Um, so, so that's your thoughts. Um, your money, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there is your heart also. Um, and I totally believe that, um, you know, where, where you put your money is where your heart is. So if you have loads of monies put aside, um, put aside for savings, but actually don't really have plans or uh, tend to be quite stingy with it, well, perhaps money is actually your idol. Or maybe you love clothes. Um, I really like clothes. <laughs> um, and, and maybe that's a, it can be an idol at times where I'll spend more money than I need to on it. Um, and then action, doing whatever it takes to attain your idol. So perhaps that's more of a, you know, ambition. Maybe you really want to be CEO of your company and you will do whatever it takes to get there. So you don't care who you hurt, who you see crumble, you're going to get there. And it's, and it's through your actions that you'll you'll see that idol. So there's thoughts, there's money, and there's action. And, and you won't necessarily need all three to see that idol, but... Um, Chances are, if one of those three show it, then there may well be something there. I did think at that point that maybe it would be helpful to say it's not always clear. So um, one example I was thinking was if you spent a lot of money on food, for example, for example, I keep saying example, um, then it could be that you just have people round all the time for dinner, and that's amazing. And and kind of I think that it's about your attitude and if you you can make an idol actually a blessing if you love doing something you can do it for the Lord so it's not always a bad thing um, and we're not here to try and condemn as I said but if you have a, the right attitude of doing something then you can try and flip it so um Earlier this week, I saw a friend. She's quite a new friend. I, I recently did a counselling course um, for my work, and I got to know her through that. And through this counselling course, um, I would pick her up on the route and drop her off after. And I think she sensed that I, perhaps another idol, um, I'm always very busy. And so I generally pick her up late and drop her off late. And I tend to run quite late and um and she she's like Rosie you're always on the go and she had given me this dvd um I don't know if anyone knows it's called adventure time it's really crazy it's like a children's cartoon and some adults like it and maybe you like it I don't get it at all um but she lent it to me and was like watch this it's 20 minutes and um 
and it'll just be, it'll give you some time out. And it's really lighthearted. So I was like, okay, okay. Anyway, saw her this week um, and hadn't watched it. And um, and I had, it's just like a month between or something. Uh, she's like, oh, so have you seen it? And before I even realised, I was like, yeah. And I was like, where's he, you idiot? Like, you didn't, you didn't. That's a full-on lie. And then, and then I thought, she's going to ask me what I watched and I won't have a clue what to say. And I'm going to be like, uh, something about a man with wiggly arms and I have no idea. So thankfully, she's a good friend. She, I think, probably realised I was fibbing and didn't ask any further. But I went home to Stu, was like, Stu, I'm an idiot. I well, I, well, I am an idiot. But um, I, I lied. I full on lied and I didn't mean to do it. Um, I don't know what happened. And, and that, for me, is a huge idol of people pleasing. I really care too much about what people think of me. So this friend, bless her, was trying to give me something that she thought oh, um, it'll really help Rose like, have some time out. And I just didn't want to upset her. And I think also, I didn't want her to think badly of me. So both of those things were my thought. And then the action was just a lie, a, pro- a full-on lie. There's no, <laughs> nothing that I could say to change that. So, um, so that is a, an idol, and I need to try and change that. Um, the Ten Commandments, actually, number one is... Um, like honour the Lord your God and and nobody else. Don't look to anybody. And I think it's really interesting looking at the commandments because actually if you follow number one, you kind of, number two to 10 are sorted. It's the the main one. If you do that, then then you're not going to break them. So in breaking number one, I also broke number nine. But um, anyway, so that's just (laughs) me bearing my lies. Um, (laughs) We're going to have another discussion now. Um, Tim Keller wrote a really good book on on idols called Counterfeit Gods. And in it, he speaks of 20 questions to try and kind of help you think about what, uh, how to identify those idols in you. so the next slide, um, it's bas- basically, you'll see in, on the table in front of you, there's loads of pieces of um, paper, 20 in, to be precise, um, and you want to read them as lo- life only has meaning or I only have worth if, dot, dot, dot. Um, so we're going to have some time looking at those. They may not be relevant. It may be that something else is absolutely spot on or has already um, stood out to you. But if you want to have some time just looking at those, um, jot stuff down, and then we'll talk about how, what we do with these idols. Thank you. Amazing. 